fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is a pre-Friday celebration, your favorite day of the entire week. Why? Because it is. That's just the way we roll here on the show. So welcome in, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you watch or listen to the program, we love you to death. Appreciate you very, very much. Joe Biden, how you doing, buddy, today? Doing good? Doing good? I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. Making sure. Making sure. Got to do the daily check-in with the man. I mean, he is the leader of the free world, by golly. Got to make sure he's doing okay. <laughs> Hold on. I've been I've been ridiculously thirsty today. It's because I haven't drank any water all day today. So hold on here. What does Mark Walter say from Armed American Radio? No food or drink in studio. Yet, here we are. Come and get me, blue helmets. Speaking of, there was a, this is what counts for news today. What counts for proper mainstream news coverage. This is out of Pennsylvania. An armed Pennsylvania man in a wig who says he's trying to, quote, restore Trump as president has been arrested at a Dairy Queen. Apparently that's where Donald Trump is now, is is at a Dairy Queen, because that's where he went to try and restore Donald Trump. As president, this is the news that they're trying to report. I mean, I guess this is a comedy bit here, but nonetheless, that's what they're trying to report is real news. Out of Pennsylvania, an armed Pennsylvania man in a rainbow wig who was trying to, quote, restore Donald Trump as president was arrested at a Dairy Queen as he told police that he talks to God and was called. uh, Police were called on Saturday afternoon uh, to as he was driving erratically. They found him at the Dairy Queen where he was inside wearing a bright yellow vest, a rainbow wig and carrying a handgun i may not be an expert on the maga crowd although i guess i identify as a maga individual but i'm pretty sure that individual wearing a bright yellow jacket with a rainbow wig probably isn't part of the maga community just throw that out there could be wrong could be wrong but this is the news now that they try to report look at how crazy those donald trump supporters are Another notch in the belt of trying to demonize and put uh, this in the, put the MAGA crowd into this weird group of radicals here in the nation. Welcome into the show. We have a lot to get to. Bottom of the hour, Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. He'll be joining us at the bottom as we get our monthly update from him on what's going on in Washington, D.C. Now, normally at this time in the middle of September, normally members of Congress are not in Washington, D.C. Normally at this time, they are... In their districts, campaigning, talking to individuals, campaigning, getting ready for election season because this is the time they're usually out knocking doors and talking to people. No, no, Nancy Pelosi has Congress still in Washington, D.C. Now, uh, he'll say this a little bit earlier, a little bit later in the interview when we chat with him, but he mentions the fact that we're not even doing anything. Just Nancy Pelosi is not gaveled out for us to be able to leave, and we have some theories about that. My theory is that they're scared about going on the campaign trail to talk about issues, so if they don't have the information, it's one of those, let's put on the blinders willingly because I don't want to know the bad news, so therefore let's just pretend that bad news doesn't exist so we can live in the bubble in Washington, D.C. and just think that everything's kosher and everybody's loving us. 
That's the theory I have, and I'm sticking to it, and we'll talk about that here uh, later as well as we get into it. I mean, it is one of those where they just haven't learned their lesson of actually talking to their constituents. Uh, If you remember, Hillary Clinton back in the 2016 campaign had to take classes to learn how to relate to her constituents because she's so out of touch with the Democrat voter or just a voter in, in general. I know. I know. Which, to me, says that that's a bit of a loser, but nonetheless, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, speaking of learning lessons, you remember when the kids were young? My daughter, she's in the third grade now. She turned eight just a few months ago. I, She still is in that process of you know the learning the lessons. I am a very non-helicopter-esque parent. I am one of those to where I just let her kind of do her thing, and when she does something stupid, if, we, if we've told her not to do that and she still does it, then I look at her and say, well, you shouldn't have done that, should you have? Learned your lesson, didn't you? And I will say that my daughter, she is perfect at it because she learns beautifully. She does it one time, and then she realizes, oh, wow, maybe that's not a good idea. She's got to test it, and I'm glad she does. Honestly, I'm glad. I was one of those to where my parents were like, you, they get mad at me, and they would be like, no, we've told you three times not to. And then I would still do it because I have to learn by the experience. Maybe if I did it once and I was like, oh, wow, that's not a good idea. That's not good. Then I usually learn my lesson. But I can't be one just to take someone else's word, even if it was my parents. I would have to go and do it myself. So sorry, but don't tell me what to do. I'm going to figure it out myself. And yeah, if I come to the same conclusion, cool. If I don't, then that's my own world experience and I'm going to go about it. My daughter's the same way, and I'm glad she's the same way. I tell her no. I try to give her the guidance I can. But at the end of the day, I'm not there to control her or to create the bubble around her. I'm there to guide her and give her the wisdom to say, you know what, maybe I'll still do it, but I'll do it with some hesitation because there is a red flag popping up saying they maybe this isn't a good idea and then when she learns that lesson then she doesn't do it any longer and i think that is probably the best way to experience the world but the kid that you tell don't put the hand on the stove and they put their hand on the stove and they get burnt then guess what they're not going to do it again the example i like to use was uh what was it about five years ago four years ago my daughter she was running around her favorite thing at that time was power rangers she's kind of faded out of that already which If I remember correct, when I was a kid at seven, eight years old, that was my peak of loving Power Rangers. She loved them at like the age of four. Don't know why she loved the Power Rangers. She was doing the kicks and having fun jumping off the stairs. We told her not to jump off the stairs because you're going to hurt yourself. What did she do? She jumped off the third stair and cracked her foot. Had to be in a cast during her birthday for a few weeks or a month or whatever it was. And uh, she didn't enjoy that very much. And while she's at the bottom of the floor screaming because it hurt so bad from cracking her foot and fracturing her foot, And mommy running over there and wanting to comfort her as the child and saying, oh, my gosh, I think her foot's broken. I looked at her and I said, you shouldn't have done that, shouldn't you? Won't do that again, will you? Not because I don't love her, but because I want her to experience that. And, of course, I took care of her. We took her there and got her all taken care of. But that was her lesson. And guess what? She never jumped off the stairs. In fact, she still talks about that and how, no, you know, I didn't jump off the stairs anymore, Dad. I didn't do it because she learned her lesson. Democrats, progressives, the left side of the aisle, they're not that intelligent. Their IQ level is not to the level of an eight-year-old child that's able to experience it once, realize it's a dumb move, and not do it any longer. They don't grasp reality that quickly, apparently, because they're still doing the same dumb stuff that they were doing before. Let me tell you something. You lost an election just last year with a candidate... In the state of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, who is running for governor, who was going out and attacking parents 
saying that you are the most evil people on the face of the earth because you're not going to tell the school board, the administrators, the bureaucrats what to do with your child's education. Let me rephrase that for you. They were telling you as the parent, you have no voice in the school system, and how dare you even question the authority of the school system because the school system is God, and they're the ones that will take care of your your kids. Remember that? I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Because of that ridiculously absurd comment, they lost the election devastatingly for that governor's race, and Terry McAuliffe is not the governor. Because parents rose up, and they said, wait a second, we've had enough of this crap. We're not going to have the school boards bully us either at the local level for the local school district or the statewide board of education or the Department of Education at the federal level. You're not going to bully us. You're not going to tell us about mask wearing. You're not going to mandate vaccines for our children. You're not going to create the critical race theory. You're not going to create transgender bathrooms and all this other. You're not going to dictate the family values and what goes into my child's body and how they live their life. You teach them math. You teach them science, you teach them writing in English, you teach them reading, you teach them critical thinking. That's it. End of story. Outside of that, leave us the hell alone. Well, apparently they haven't learned that lesson yet. Now, usually as an eight-year-old kid, they do it once and they learn their lesson, they don't do it over. They have not gone to that level of intelligence yet because now we have this audio from Hank Johnson, congressman from, I don't even know where he's from, where is he from? I don't know where Congressman Hank Johnson is from. He's on the January 6th committee, apparently, and has made a comment that not only are MAGA supporters and Trump supporters the most evil people on the face of the earth, but parents as well, because you as the parent orchestrated with the MAGA community after the January 6th riots and outlash and the insurrection that wasn't really an insurrection, after that, you created a resurgence to protest school districts as well, and you are just as guilty. January 6th. 2021 will never be forgotten, an infamous day in American history. MAGA Republicans descended upon the Capitol, engaged in an insurrection. Uh, They occupied the Capitol. Five people were killed, hundreds injured, including hundreds of Capitol Hill police officers. So a mostly peaceful protest, right? I mean, that's what they called the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa riots. They literally took over the entire downtown of Seattle, Washington. It's a mostly peaceful protest that's just a summer party of love, according to the mayor of Seattle. Continue. Attacked and bludgeoned. Um, uh, It was uh, a day that we'll never forget. And people on the local level uh, at affected school board meetings, they won't forget the MAGA uh, Republicans descending on their school board meetings uh, after January 6th. What? What are you talking about descending upon the school board meetings? I'm not sure if he's aware or not. School board meetings are for the school board to relay to parents what's going on within the school district, how the school year's going, what's going on with the budget, what they're trying to plan on to expand, what they're doing with the budget, where the money's actually going, what type of curriculum they're supposed to have, what type of books are being read. Those are the conversations that happen at school board meetings for parents and members of the community to partake and have their voice with their t- uh, with the with the school board and about what's going on with the public education system for their kids. But according to this Yahoo, 
Hank Johnson, congressman that's on the January 6th committee, is saying that, no, no, they descended upon and protested the school boards because they forced the kids to wear masks. Because they forced their kids to potentially get a COVID-19 vaccine. That's not really a vaccine, but it's a trial synthetic drug that's being injected into individuals with ridiculous amounts of side effects coming out all over the place being reported by the research community, not by the mainstream media. They're being forced to learn about critical race theory on how if you are white and you have your parents, then you're probably a, the the uh, most he, uh, evil person in the face of the earth. They're learning that they're the ones committing climate change fraud and that they're killing the earth. They're the ones that are being told that they're confused about their gender if they are just normal, quote unquote, and that they need to be deciding what they want to be for their own gender. That's what we're protesting But we have descended upon the school boards at the local level because we're in orchestration with the January 6th protesters to try and take over. I'm not sure how that makes sense, but okay. Like January 6th, disrupting meetings, it was a coordinated uh, attack happening across the country. Americans won't forget about it. Uh, School board uh, members, teachers, administrators subjected to... Violence, threats of violence, harassment, intimidation. Uh, And in response to that, the National School Boards Association sent a letter to the Biden administration seeking federal help. Things had gotten so far out of hand. Dude, what are you talking about? Literally, what are you talking about? You haven't learned your lesson, have you? Takes you a few times to burn your hand on the stove to break your foot off the stair for you to learn your lesson, doesn't it? I mean, keep it up. It only works out for Republicans in the, the election. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. 
bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy, why are you playing audio clips of a fool, a really dumb individual? He's made a lot of stupid comments. Yeah, he may has made a lot of stupid comments. Here's the thing, though. It doesn't matter. He's an elected official that represents American citizens. That's the scary part. I play clips all the time with the low-hanging fruit of us picking, poking fun and making fun of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because she's not the brightest individual on the face of the earth. She's not the brightest individual... Uh, well, never mind. So, doesn't matter. She's an elected official. She's still a representation of what this country is, unfortunately, which means that she is fair game for us to poke fun at. And the fact that people still vote and support these individuals, even when they're, you know, not all there and not all the cylinders are firing upstairs, if you know what I mean, then it's all game for us to try to criticize them for the stupid stuff they say. And yes, Democrats, progressives, left wingers, they don't learn their lessons. And they don't care to learn the lessons. That's the problem. They're beyond the seven or eight-year-old that's trying to learn about the world and learn the lesson to know what to do, what not to do. They're beyond that. They have that same IQ level and mentality. And I'm not trying to like just do the, you know, the the cheap shots here. I'm really not. I'm trying to explain it the best way that I know how. And this is the best explanation I have for that side of the aisle. They have the IQ and mentality level of that seven or eight year old, but they have the attitude and the ego of a teenager starting to go through their puberty where they just don't care. And when you question them on it, then they're the selfish uh, entitled brat that feels like they can get away with it. And they deepen in and they hunker down and they bury their head in the sand and they hunker down their feet even deeper and they defend it, even though it's really stupid. Because they don't care. They just they have that attitude of the like the teenage kids just like, dude, I don't care. You're gonna fail in life. Oh, I don't care, man. Because they're so closed off, but yet they don't have the intelligence to learn to be able to grow. Again, not a cheap shot. I'm not trying to do cheap shots. We we're better than that on this show. We try to talk about policy and issue and philosophy and theology. We do that. That's the only way I know how to explain the actions of the Democrat Party right now. And a lot of times the Republican Party as well. They're not the brightest. We just attacked them a couple of days ago for being behind the eight ball and kind of being reactionary on some of the national issues instead of being the front runner and creating the topical issues of what's going on. But I will give kudos to Republicans for an issue here for just a moment. Uh, The immigration uh, issue obviously is still a major issue. Illegal illegal immigration flooding our borders right now. The uh, cartel still running rampant, bringing in human trafficking and guns and drugs and sex and everything else that they do. And the Biden administration looking the other way. Kamala Harris is still technically the vice president, as far as I'm aware. Kamala Harris is still the immigration czar, as far as I'm aware. And what's being done right now? Nothing. And Again, to the point of delusion and not living in this reality, they're not only doing nothing about it, they're saying nothing's actually happening. If you remember Karine Jean-Pierre, the public uh, uh, press uh, press lady for the White House, saying, no, this is not happening, people walking over the border. It's not happening, just people waltzing on over. It's not happening. That's how delusional they actually are. So the Republicans have come up with a master plan to ship the illegal immigrants from the states of places like Arizona and Texas and now Florida and shipping them to Democrat-run cities and Democrat-run places in Washington, D.C., for example. Which, can we just say, can all of us on the other side and our side all agree that using immigrants and using individuals as pawns is a sad deal? That's their life. They're doing it for their own reasons, whether it's because they're part of the cartel and they're being enslaved, whether they're doing it for their own accord because they're desperate, whatever the situation is, playing with people like that and their livelihoods is a sad, pathetic thing. 
The sad part is, is that that's what Democrats have done since they allowed illegal immigration to start flooding the borders. That's them. That's what they have created. That is the world they have created because they've used them as the pawns while playing the innocent victim story of what they go through, which is true in many cases, but playing that story for a political purpose because the ends justify the means and never let a crisis go to waste. That's the way Democrats have run this. But now the GOP finally is starting to grow a pair of huevos and stand up. And now we see Republicans sending buses to Washington, D.C., to Kamala Harris's Washington, D.C. home, to to um, all over the place to the vacation home for Barack Obama. It's kind of fun to watch. Congressman Bob Ladder right around the corner when we come the back. Stay voice here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into The Voice of Reason. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It's always a pleasure to have you along today. Excited to have this guy back on the program as we get our monthly update from Washington, D.C. and what's going on uh, there and beyond from the 5th Congressional District of the great state of Ohio. Excited to have back on here with us, Congressman Bob Latta. Congressman, how are you, my friend? Great. Good morning. Good morning. Always good to talk with you. Let's talk about some of the latest. Obviously, we saw the headline from CNBC just a couple days ago. Inflation going back up again, over 9% again. The Federal Reserve says says they want to raise interest rates to continue to battle it. We've gone how many months now with raising interest rates to try and battle inflation, but yet it doesn't seem to go down while the Biden administration is parading the economy, saying that right now that uh, the economy is doing oh so well. What's the scoop here, Congressman? Well, you got to remember, inflation is only transitory in the president's view, and so there's nothing to see here. Just keep moving on. But you're absolutely right. When the uh, report came out, when you think about cost of living going up to 8.3%, this is going back to hardworking Americans they have to contend with. So, uh, you know, there's a real disconnect with the president and the Democrats, and so their solution, they say, is let's spend more money. And you just go back again, uh, just not more than a year and a half ago, when they passed a $1.9 trillion piece of legislation on quote-unquote COVID relief, of which less than 10% of us uh, allegedly for COVID, that they didn't pay for. And this is what started the spiraling out of control of inflation and this massive Democrat government spending. And you look at the infrastructure package that they passed, that that wasn't uh, paid for, and there's large parts of it that, uh, you know, it's just, it's just like pass it on to somebody else. 
And, uh, of course, then you see the president talking about, well, let's uh, do away with $10,000 of student loan for only 13% of the country, 87% wouldn't be affected by this, especially as the Secretary of Education said when he was asked, what happens to the people that paid off their student loans? What are they going to get out of this? And he just said one word, nothing. And so when you look at the $10,000 uh, on the student loan, 20000 for those with Pell Grants, and they were asked, how much is this going to cost? Because, again, they're not paying for this. And they didn't even have an idea. Then they started thinking, well, maybe around $300 billion. Well, the Wharton uh, School came back out and said this could cost up to a trillion dollars. So, you know, you and I have talked what's going to happen is, is that uh, we're going to pay a trillion dollars in interest payments alone in the year 2030 just to pay interest on the national debt. That's not paying it down. That's just to pay interest. Yeah. And I'm going to guarantee you right now we're going to have to borrow money to pay the interest. And when you think about the uh, ten-year, uh, what the ten-year note is right now, and it's what was over 3.4 percent yesterday. That's all going to get passed on to the consumer because it's going to cost them more to borrow money. The federal government's going to have to pay more to borrow money, and uh, so we're we're in a real real disaster here on the horizon. And the Democrats, it's just like nothing to see. Just keep going off the cliff. Keep going off the cliff. I may not be the smartest guy. I never graduated college, Congresswoman, but I do know that if I don't have enough money to even pay just the interest payments on my debt instead of the actual principal to pay down it, I know that that's a bad thing because I'm going to be in a world of hurt as that balance continues to linger. If we have to borrow money just to pay on the interest payments of the federal deficit and the federal debt nationwide... I am assuming that we're going to be in bad, in a bad shape. And at the same time, Congressman, we just read that for the first 10 months of this fiscal year, as we get get ready to wrap up this fiscal year in October, that we have received more tax revenue than ever before in American history. So we're bringing in more money than ever before, but yet we can't even pay the interest payments on the debt that we have as a country. Well, and again, their philosophy is spend it as fast as it comes in, and we can't do that. And again, what we should be doing, and this is a novel thought, which were our forefathers one made sure that we did pay off the debt. And but you know, you start thinking about how you're gonna pay off thirty one trillion dollars in debt, it's unbelievable. And yeah. but that's what we need to be thinking about is we have any money coming in that's you know, you might say extra. You know, if you I know when uh, my wife and I were married quite a few years back and there was the house payment and there was the student loan payment and there was another payment each month. Yeah. And so you, you paid all those off, and you said, you know what, if we had a little bit extra, instead of saying let's let's take a, uh, a vacation or something, we put that aside and, and start paying off the mortgage a little bit faster so we wouldn't have to pay so much in interest. Exactly. But uh, we're, 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 you know, we're looking at a fiscal crisis here because when you think that just the interest payment alone in less, in less than eight years is going to be the top in the top three of our payments that we have to make in this country, and no defense isn't one of them. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. What's sad to me is that they try to parade it as a great economy because they're seeing all these jobs, which we're still seeing help wanted signs all over the place for restaurants and bars and nightclubs and all these entry level positions where we haven't been able to fill them since the COVID-19 pandemic. But they're saying the economy is doing so well. We're seeing a lack of a GDP growth because we are in a recession, whether we want to admit it or not, after two quarters of a GDP decrease uh, in the country. And yet they're saying going into, I guess it's just the election rhetoric right now, is that the economy is doing great and everybody's having a great time. 
Well, if you remember what happened to the White House the other day, he brought a thousand people in, and Nancy Pelosi even had to tell people, "Oh, that's a, yeah, you're supposed to applause." <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they couldn't even applause uh, until she told them to. And uh, so, you know, you've got a, the, the president uh, is trying to make the narrative, uh, you know, everything is great. And just if they, I guess they think that if they tell people over and over and over the same lie, they're going to start believing it. But you're absolutely correct, what you said a little bit earlier, about the Federal Reserve. If the Federal Reserve comes back and raises interest rates another, uh, seven, uh, you know, 75 uh, basis points, and we're going to give it, you know, we have from uh, three-quarters of a percent, three-quarters of a percent, another three-quarters of a percent. And some, some are saying they might even raise it in, in a whole point. Yeah. Just look what that's going to do to borrowing costs out there. The housing market's slowing down. That means people, uh, c- contractors aren't going to be building more houses. People are going to say they can't afford it. Uh, our supply chains uh, still got problems, and those costs are way up. So when the, when they, when the president says and the Democrats say everything is great, you know, we're 55 days from an election, and this is what they're trying to uh, trick people into thinking is that, that everything is great, but uh, this economy has got real problems. Yeah, it really does. We're talking with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. Let's talk about not just the economy, but the supply chain as well. We're still seeing gas prices linger right around 3 to $4 here in the in the middle of America. We're seeing 5 6 $7 gallon of gas in California and other places when gas really is, or the oil is really about $80 a barrel. So it's gone down, which I don't understand why gas prices are still high. But now we're going into another potential crisis this weekend, unless there's a deal made between these union workers and with the railways and uh, and the companies, because they're planning on going on strike. And if they go on strike, Congressman, I mean, the supply chain that's almost back to normal pre-COVID-19 is going to be completely disrupted for food again and for energy, for electricity and for cars and for gas and for every other industry. This could be devastating to the economy. Well, it would be about a $2 billion a day hit if this happens uh, every day. And so, you know, there's word out there right now that there might be some agreement that uh, they've come to overnight. But yesterday I spoke to uh, Farm Bureau uh, in the state of Ohio. They're, they're down here in, in Washington. And I also had Farm Bureau members from my district, about 13 members. Uh, and, you know, one of the things they talked about, if, you know, what happens if? Because again, we're getting in, uh, you know, very close to harvest season. How are you going to move that? How are you going to move the grain? And some of it's, you know, done uh, by rail, and all of a sudden you're going to have just grain backing up. So, you know, we can't have a rail strike uh, at this time because, again, it's, it's really going to hurt the economy. Uh, all of a sudden, everything that's moving, because in the state of Ohio, about 82.5% of everything is trucked into the state, but then again, a massive amount then on top of it, then of course, is brought in by rail. And, uh, you know, people are just trying to catch back up on the supply chain, and all of a sudden, they're shut off again. So, uh, you know, this, you know, I hope that they did come to a resolution uh, that there isn't a strike because it would really harm the economy. But, uh, you know, these are all these things that we have to be thinking about, uh, that we have to shorten our supply chains and make sure that, you know, we're not relying on communist China because we can't have our dollars just flowing to them and our technology because they'll use it against us. Yeah, that is very true. It is a big concern, and I hope they do make a deal uh, right now. Talk about the latest that you've heard from Russia and the Ukraine. Hasn't been in the news as much lately, but obviously the conflict's still ongoing. In fact, the last uh, last I heard there was Ukraine was starting to take back some of their own land and pushing Russia back a little bit in that conflict. Uh, what is the status there, and is there any end in sight right now? 
Well, you know, that's a great question. And just by coincidence, this morning uh, we have our weekly prayer breakfast here at the Capitol, and we did have three Ukrainians with us. We also had some Albanians uh, join us for our prayer breakfast. But when you look what's happened in the Ukraine over the, uh, the last several days, uh, they've gone on an offensive against the Russians. And, you know, we don't you don't want to put too much hope uh, what might could happen, but the, the Ukrainians are, are pushing the Russians back. They're taking back territory that they that the Russians seized from them. Uh, Russian troops are actually uh, some of them are uh, surrendering or deserting over. You've got uh, them just leaving uh, large stockpiles of ammunition and vehicles and just and fleeing uh, in front because again you know, a lot of these Russian conscripts they don't want to be there and they don't believe in what what uh, Putin's done. But, you know, there's always this fear out there is that what Putin could do, because he's, you know, the guy's an autocrat, he's a dictator, that uh, if he thinks that things are really going bad to to stop a Ukrainian push, there's talk that uh, he could use tactical nuclear weapons. And what a tactical, of course, would be would be something he could fire from a cannon onto a battlefield, and, you know, that's a nuclear uh, uh, shell. And so there's that concern. But... You know, our, our thoughts and prayers, and you know, we want to make sure that we're doing what we can to help the Ukrainians regain their freedom and their democracy and protect it against the autocrat. And, you know, I don't think that uh, the Russian people are truly behind this. I think that uh, they're being, they're, they are being a, a bunch of lies because you hear what they're saying about the United States. But it's all, it's all about Putin and him retaining his power. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last couple of minutes here as we wrap up the show today. Thanks again to Congressman Bob Latta coming on the show. As always, the 5th District of Ohio. We love you guys there in the great state of O-H-I-O, where I originally hailed from. Appreciate him. Great friend. And we'll get him back on again next month. As usual, with our interview, when we do chat with him, we chat prior to the show here, and we air that. And like usual, we went way longer than what we can air on this program, so we'll have the additional special feature podcast uploaded with the entire conversation. Highly recommend you check it out. You can just find us on our podcast at The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier on any podcasting site, Google Play, Amazon, TuneIn, uh, what's the other, iTunes, I don't know, whatever else you have, any of them. We're on all of them. So you can check it out, and we appreciate you do very much as well as our podcast continues to grow little by little. I don't promote it as much as I should, though, which is why it's been kind of stagnant for a little bit because uh, it's not a whole lot of new people finding it. But you can always find it. It's The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You kind of have to type the whole thing in because there's a few other Voice of Reason shows out there on podcasts. So you really have to say The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier, and it'll pop up. You'll see My Ugly Mug. You can subscribe, and you can listen to all the podcasts. By the way, we are just a few minutes away, but I want to give you the latest in what's trending because I'm telling you, I'm telling you. What's trending today? I need it. I need the gong. We need a bit of a deep breath here for a second, can we? Deep breath in, deep breath out. Namaste. Let's take a breath here. This uh, rail strike that was potentially going to happen by midnight tonight unless the unions and the companies came to an agreement. Well, they apparently have come to a tentative agreement that they're going to averting a crisis in the issue with the railways and completely crashing the economy, which is for some good news, right? That is good news. Let's be very frank about that. that is good news. We're averting a crisis there. Now the question is, was the crisis actually created for a political game? Isn't it sad we always have to go there? Put on the tinfoil hat for just a second here. I'm going to read you. All I did, I was wondering where the latest was about this, so I just Googled rail strike. And the top stories that came up, I'm going to read you the headlines here. Now there's a new poll from Gallup that's on the Drudge Report right now where Joe Biden's poll ratings continue to climb. They're up near 46%. Hey, you're almost halfway to actually being liked in this country. (laughs) Well done. Congratulations. You're almost halfway to being liked. So, as his poll numbers continue to climb, the Democrats are in complete control of the elections right now because they are very good at the PR campaign and making Republicans stay off kilter. It's like the boxing match where the one guy doesn't stay balanced on his tiptoes and bounce around the ring. He gets wobbled every time he gets struck. That's the Republican Party right now, unfortunately. And Democrats are in complete control. Was this the fact that it was reported on a nationwide scale? Because how many times have you seen an actual strike from a company or from a group of individuals be in national headlines? When was the last time now this would have crippled the economy? Sure. 
But I seem to remember growing up in the Ohio area, in the Michigan area, in the Rust Belt area where people are working with the auto industry. I remember seeing strikes out there all the time, which makes me just despise unions even more, as I talked about yesterday. But the fact that this was promoted nationally makes the red that makes the hair go up on the back of my neck knowing that something's up. Here's the headlines that I'm seeing right now showing and proving that this was done for a political stunt and the unions who support overwhelmingly Democrats and socialists and progressives, they were probably holding out on the deals to make it a national issue to help the Democrats to make Joe Biden look good in the end. Here's what I mean. Here's the top story headlines by just googling what this show was uh, what the uh, topic was all about. Tentative deal to avoid rail strike is reached, as Biden announces. Amtrak working to restore service. Rail strike impact from car makers to refineries. Biden says averted rail strike is a, quote, big win for America. The Hill, how Biden helped avert a rail strike and another economic crisis. Joe Biden, being the great savior of the day, in cahoots with the unions who support overwhelmingly his administration and his campaign that caused the potential downfall of the economy by causing a strike, by not agreeing to the terms of a business because they're a bunch of stuck-up losers that the union actually is, and misrepresenting the workers there, caused it to go to a deal where the White House had to host the meetings to try to negotiate and now the headlines from the Hill is administration officials became involved in the talks weeks ago. They say it's a big political risk. If it all blew up, the administration was going to be left holding the bag, according to someone inside familiar with the talks. But Biden called into negotiations around 9 p.m. last night, says the shutdown railways was unacceptable. As he laid down the law, he made them agree, and he's the great savior of the day to help boost the ratings of the Biden administration and the Democrats overall. The great savior saving us from another economic collapse. Thank you, Joe Biden. All staged by the unions that are supporting him in the end anyways. Pathetic losers, and I'm sick of the political games. We should have known it wasn't going to happen because they were going to make him be the savior at the end. That does it for us today. Back at it tomorrow for a Friday. Until then, this is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media